Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. A lot of people will stick with, well, it's good enough, right? It's good enough. I have some customers. I have some clients. It's good enough as it is. I already feel overwhelmed. I don't want to have to try and fix this or make this thing better. But don't you get that someone else is coming up behind you? Don't you get that someone who's got more energy, who's hungrier, who's watched more, who's consumed more, don't you understand that if you aren't thinking about how your business might go out of business, you run the risk that it will? You gotta care. You gotta be passionate about what it is that you're doing. And when you lose the passion, that's when things start to fall off the tracks. Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. We're back. We're back for part two of yesterday's episode, which is five things that will make or break your business this year. I've had a snack, which was the Maui Nui venison bar. Do you guys know about Maui Nui? This is not an ad. I know it sounds like one, but it's actually just a really freaking awesome brand. Like you have to go look them up. They're so cool. It's a company out of Maui who is helping to control the Axis deer population, which is um, an invasive species. They hunt for the deer. They use like bow and arrows and like night vision, whatever. So it's the least stressful way of 
killing a deer that they can possibly figure out. Venison is really lean meat. It's a really clean meat because these are wild deer. It's helping to control an invasive species in Maui, and it's freaking delicious. They have a like a box that they deliver, they ship to you. So we have gotten the venison box for a really long time. And when I was in Hawaii, probably about a year ago, I started getting their jerky, which is delicious. I love jerky. I'm cool like that. And I love jerky. Sorry, nobody cares. <laughs> 10 of you were like, no, keep talking about the jerky. But a lot of times jerky has a lot of sugar in it, which is not great. But Maui Nui has a bar. When I say bar, I mean um, it's like a meat stick and there's no sugar. And it's delicious. And it's a great little snack that when I want to have a hit of protein, I don't want to have a whole meal because I'm doing something like this and I want to stay energized. That's what I go to. I know that sounded like an ad. I guess it was, but it was just me doing it because I love the brand, not because anyone is paying me. So as I was enjoying my bar, I was like, I'm going to tell those guys in case they don't know about Maui Nui because it's fantastic. All of that to say, let's talk biz. Let's keep talking biz. If you are just jumping into this conversation, please go and listen to the podcast just before this one. It's part one. I explain the whys. I explain the first two things that are going to make or break your business this year. And now I would like to land the plane. I mean, let's like take it to a, a, the next. We're going to go up an elevation. We're going to turn off the seatbelt sign so you have permission to walk around. But at the end of today's podcast, we're going to land the plane. We're not doing a part three. Just to recap on last time, we talked about mindset. We talked about finances. The third thing that's going to make or break your business this year slash all the time is systems. Systems and processes. The sexy world of systems and processes this is a really hard one for most small businesses and solopreneurs to figure out because honestly, you tend to just be herding cats, right? You're just trying to keep the ship afloat. You're trying to manage all the things. You're trying to get through another day at the coffee shop, another day in the bakery, another day in the restaurant. And the idea of slowing down to put a system in place feels ridiculous. Like who on earth has time to put a system in place? I guess what I would challenge you with is it doesn't matter if you have time, you need to make the time. In 2024, we're putting some systems in place. Now, I used to hear people talk about systems all the time or processes all the time. And I remember it was a really hot topic for several years at every conference I went to, every mastermind. People were like, we need a system for this, or we've developed a system for that. And I felt really dumb because I didn't know what they were talking about. It was one of those things that you keep hearing and everyone's so like, yeah, 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 that you feel like you should. But I didn't want to be the lame who didn't know what everyone was talking about. And so I finally asked a friend who had really built her entire business around the processes she put in place to make it happen. And she had, I want to say like eight employees, and she had a completely remote team, which is not a big deal now, but sister had a remote team before 2020 ever rolled around. Her team was all over the country. She really focused on hiring the best people, didn't matter where they lived. And I was so astounded by how you could 
effectively run a team of people that you never were in the same room with. And she was like, oh, it's all the processes that I have put in place. And I was like, can you explain to me what a process is and how to build one? I, I couldn't find a book on it. I couldn't find a YouTube on it. If you Google it, you'll find a lot of apps. You'll find a lot of software that's like, here's how you do a thing. But no one was just like, here is how you build a process. So I asked her what it is. And I'm not going to give you her answer, which was like very official and still in technical terms. I'm going to explain to you what a process is to me. A process is a map that you create of how to do anything in your business so that if a total stranger came into your business, you could very easily use the map you have drawn to show them how to do the thing. Or a process is you automating a part of your business so that you don't personally have to pull the lever, push the button, ship the thing. You automate something so that it happens automatically. That is what a process is to me. But my second question to her was, how do you build one? And I remember that she looked at me like I was an alien. I was like, no, I don't get it. How do you, if I know that I am always behind the eight ball when it comes to growing my email list, or if I know that the person who works the cash register at my coffee shop never upsells the client and asks them if they want a muffin too, if I know that that's a thing, I know what the problem is, how do I build a process that gives me a solution? And she was like, I oh, I don't even know how to explain it. I was like, well, girl, if you could figure out how to explain it, that is a book that I feel like a lot of people would buy or a course that a lot of people would take. For today's purposes, I would just love to convince you that you need more of these in your business and then explain to you how I personally build systems and processes. This idea for this particular line item on the list came to me when I asked a girlfriend of mine who is a very successful freelancer, so she's a very highly paid freelancer in her field, I said, hey, I'm going to do a podcast about the things that will help business owners in 2024. What do you think the biggest area of tension in your life is? And she was like, without question, getting paid for the work that I've done. And I was like, ooh, do tell. She said, well, it's really hard because I'm so busy that I'm constantly going to the next job, the next job, the next job, and it could take me a couple months to realize that I haven't been paid for something I did in the summertime. She's like, then once I realize it, then I've got to chase people down. Did I even send them an invoice? I need to send a follow-up. There's all of these things that I have to do to get the money I'm owed, and it's really hard. It takes a ton of time, and I hate doing it. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. Now, if we go back to yesterday's episode where I talk about how important it is to face your finances, this would be something that falls under that realm because I guarantee if my friend every single month was looking at her finances and seeing how much she's holding in accounts receivable, she would maybe make some changes in her business. But what she focuses on is the work. She puts her head down, she does the work, she keeps churning, 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 not stopping to work smarter instead of harder. 
And I know you must have heard this at some point in your career, but please let me reemphasize, cash is king in a business, or as I like to call it, cash is queen in a business, because let's just make this about the ladies. Cash is everything. Accounts receivable could have a million dollars that you are owed. But if that cash is not going to flow through your business anytime soon, that can lead to financial ruin. I told you that I love the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And in that, their cash flow is one of their biggest issues. They would have so much money that could potentially come on the books or so many people that wanted their product, but they had no cash to pay for new products so that they could sell more. It was like a whole thing and it went on for years. Cash flow was a big issue for my friend and then 10 minutes later for a freelancer that works with us. I get an email, not literally 10 minutes after I'm talking to my friend, I get an email from a freelancer that we work with and I was like, oh my gosh, let's grab coffee. I wanna talk about the next project. And she was like, absolutely. Also, while I have you, Did I send my invoice to the right place because I still haven't gotten paid? And I'm mortified, right? Especially when someone sends an invoice in December. Because like as a freelancer, you have to assume like they want that money for travel. They want that money to buy gifts. Like they got bills to pay. I hate freelancers not getting paid on time. So I'm like, no, what happened? And she shows me the email address. I'm like, oh, dang, no, that that is not where you send an invoice. That's why you haven't been paid. Here's where you send it. I'll send it myself. Also, always text me. Always shoot me a note. If for some reason you're not getting paid right away, that's not our style. So let us know. But I thought it was so interesting because I'm like, oh, dude, look, she has the same issue as my friend. She forgot to check in. She sent an invoice. She didn't realize she had sent it to the wrong place. So I'm like, ooh, Clearly, systems and processes is something a lot of people need, no matter what the issue is in your business. All of that to say, you need to know right now that you are going to spend five times as much time building the process as it would take you to just keep doing the thing. Maybe even 10 times. You'll spend 10 times as long building the process as it would be to just do the thing the way you've been doing it. But what you're betting on is the time it's going to save you in the future. And time really is money, especially if you're a freelancer, because in the time it would take you to go chase down that invoice, you could be working on the next project that'll bring in more money. So how could both of my friends in this instance better systemize this process? I can think of a few ways. Number one, there has got to be an app, a software, a website, some kind of thing that you could use to automatically send invoices to people that you work with. So maybe it's that you forget that you had a job. But if it were me, literally, as soon as I wrapped a job with someone, I would have it set up in my phone. I don't know an app to tell you, but I'm confident they exist. I would have an app in my phone where I could immediately send an invoice to the person who owes me money for the job I just completed. Or however you roll out. Maybe you do a deposit and then later you get your final balance. I would also have it in that app that you could automatically send a follow-up note if you don't receive the payment. My sister invited me to my nephew's birthday party. My nephew's birthday party is coming up. It's a bowling party. We're very excited to go. She sent that invitation through Evite. I just texted my sister and was like, we'll be there. What does he want for his birthday? Evite has sent me 10 follow-up emails 
telling me to RSVP for this six-year-old's birthday party? 10. So if Evite can send me that many requests to respond to a six-year-old's birthday invitation that I already RSVP'd for in another fashion, certainly there is a finance app that would remind your person that you have not gotten paid. That is an example of automating something. So you maybe had to press that button to send the invoice in the first place, but you automatically have something in place so that you personally do not have to follow up. Now, if I was building a map of what this looked like, I would literally write down the steps. Step one, I need to send an invoice as soon as it's done. Okay, Rach, how could you remember to do that? Well, whenever I book an appointment and I put it into my calendar, I could literally set an appointment for around the time that I know I should be wrapped for the day that says send invoice, right? So I could set an alarm on my phone and schedule it right then. I could just create a new process for myself. Step one, put it in the calendar. Step two, remind myself to send the invoice. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss 
the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. The next piece of the automation is that your invoice system is going to send a follow-up on your behalf. The next step in your process would be to... Every single month, see where you are with accounts payable and receivable so that you're facing your finances so you know where you are. That's just a simple example. But we can create a system, a roadmap to any part of our business where we are experiencing tension. In December, I did an episode of the Start Today podcast, which was all about how to make more money with your customers or clients in the season that you're in. December is a big month for shopping. So I was like, hey guys, here's like, six ideas for how you could just make more revenue this month. If you haven't listened to it, it's in the Start Today podcast feed. Go check it out. But one of the things that I mentioned was asking for the upsell. Asking for the upsell is like the lowest hanging fruit and most people will not do it. Whether you're in a consultation-based business, whether you have people interacting in a brick and mortar store with a customer, ask for the upsell. The upsell is Do you want fries with that? The upsell is, would you like to upgrade to the bigger popcorn for only 75 cents more? The upgrade is, would you like to buy one of these 10 million teeny tiny products that you didn't know you always needed, which are in the line on the way to the cash register at Sephora, right? The upsell is, would you like a muffin to go with your coffee? The upsell is, would you like to take home a bag of coffee beans because you love our coffee so much? But in order to ask for the upsell, either you have to do it if you're the one interacting with the customer or you have to teach your staff to do it. What is the process for them to do that thing? Map it out in the same exact way. Here's the goal that we want to get to. We want to ask for the upsell. Okay, well, what would my employee need to know in order to do that? Well, they need to know what to say, right? We might need to role play, like I'll pretend to be the customer and then we'll get them used to the activity. Watch sales videos of how people train a sales staff. I know you're like, well, this is a teenager working as a barista in my coffee house. It doesn't matter. The foundation of sales is all the same. And it's about talking to the person and understanding what their goals and desires are and how the product that you have might be able to better serve them in this moment. So you've got to role play. You've got to act it out with them. You've got to explain to them what they should be upselling, right? Do you want to, I'm making this up because I've never owned a coffee house, but like people ask me all the time if I want a baked good to go with my coffee. Or if you go to a restaurant and the server's like, oh, would you, we have any champagne? We want a little champagne to go with our lunch? And you're like, Actually, I do. That sounds fabulous, right? Like it's teaching them what to pitch to the customer as something that becomes a habit, which maybe you're hearing this and you're like, what is a single muffin going to do over the course of my business? A whole hell of a lot. Because something I didn't understand back in the day 
is that making money in a business is not about these massive windfalls where all of a sudden you get a gajillion dollars. Making money in your business is about stacking dimes. It's making a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there. And if the average order for your customer at your coffee house is $5 because they come in and they get the same drink every day, they spend $5, but you can get that average ticket price up to $8 because now they're buying a muffin too, over the long run, that has huge implications on your business because it's not something that's happening with a single customer. If you ask 100 customers in a day and even 30% of them increase their average ticket value for you, that ends up being your margin. So whatever it is you're trying to do, you need to map it out. The other thing I'd say for processes is understanding that the process will not be perfect the first time, that you will have to tweak and augment it as you go to get it exactly where you want to be. But starting, just like starting down the path of how you're going to make this thing easier for you in the long run is huge. There's so many moving parts in a business, and it's really easy to focus on just getting it done. But the magic is how can we get it done more efficiently? How can we get it done in an easier way? If you have not read, I didn't know that this whole podcast was going to be me telling you what books to read, but I realize in retrospect, that's exactly what we're doing. If you have not read The E-Myth, The E-Myth Revisited, you got to check it out. It is all about this idea of how do you create systems so that your business can run more efficiently without you having to do everything. You can be poised for greatness. You can have an incredible product. You can have an amazing team. But if you, as the head of your business, never get a chance to, to go up above to 50,000 feet and look at the business and figure out what needs to be fixed, if you're so head down working in the business that you never get to work on the business, you're not going to experience the kind of growth that you want to experience. So systems and processes systems and processes. It's essentially like training yourself, training your team to make it easier for you to do the things that only you can do. Number four, the fourth thing that is going to make or break the business this year, refining. Refining. None of the people who have 10 million YouTube shorts about how to grow your business are going to talk about refining. You know why? Because it's boring. It's boring. Nobody wants to talk about how to do the same thing over and over and try and improve it by small degrees. But y'all, that is the game. The game is not how many social media videos can I make unless you are a social media influencer and you make money off social media content. Or you just magically have figured out some way that you see a direct correlation between your social media presence and the money you make. Unless you're those two people. For everybody else, refining what you've got and what you've created is everything except for sexy, which is why nobody talks about it. To me, refinement means that you look at 
the different parts of your business. You look at your product. You look at the customer experience. You look at client relations. You look at your marketing. You look at whatever. I mean, you know all the main pillars of your business. You look at those things and you ask, how could I make this thing better? How can I make this thing better? How can I refine this one thing? That's actually the the beauty in any of us who have products, right? Whether it's an experience or something you actually sell in the market. I love a product-based business because the customer will tell you every time how to make the thing better. They will tell you every single time. I think that when we're building a product, we get it as good as we can get it for the money we have and the time we have, and we launch it into the world in a small way. You don't buy 10 million widgets and cross your fingers. You launch a small capsule into the world and you see what people say. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Let me give you a freaking chef's kiss of an idea that I heard recently. I was watching a video on product success because I'm a nerd and I just love hearing business professionals talk about things. And this guy who unfortunately I do not remember his name because it was just like this random product guy who was talking said something so succinctly that I have thought but never like thought of in these terms. He said, listen to your customer 
about the problem, but do not listen to your customer about the solution. It is your job to hear what your customer is saying to you in terms of what's working, what's not working, what's hard, where the tension is. I hope that each and every one of you in your business think through the lens of what problem are we trying to solve? What problem are we trying to solve? For me, I wanted something that would help. I know there are dudes here and I'm so grateful that you're here, but I really think when I imagine my audience, I, I imagine women just because that is, those are my girls. Those are like, we're so happy you're here, Chad. But for the most part, I tend to think of women and I have her so clearly in my mind. And for as long as I have been in business doing this kind of work, I always say her. I always talk about her. If I go to meetings with people, I'm talking, I'm, I'm Sirius XM is where my podcast is housed, or if I'm talking to my agents or whatever, I'm always like, well, she would do this and she would do that. And without fail, if it's a new partner in business with me, they'll be like, who is she? Like, who do you keep referencing? Because I think I'm talking about like a friend of mine. And I am, except she is this amalgamation of all of you that I have interacted with at conferences, at speaking engagements, at book signings, at the airport, at the grocery store for the last decade. So I know her so well. And what I wanted to create was something that makes you feel empowered, that makes you feel in control. And if you look at literally everything I have created over the last 10 years, my intention is that again and again with the website, with Rise Conferences, with every book I've written, with every podcast episode, like I'm trying to think of every single way that I can to make you feel empowered. That's that's the problem I'm trying to solve. Not me trying to give you power because I can't give you power. I'm trying to do work that makes you realize you have always had the power. You are Dorothy. These are your ruby slippers. You have always had the power. I'm just trying to be like Glenda the Good Witch, like, yo, yo, click them together. You've always had the power. That's everything I'm doing. So when I created Start Today, gosh, 2018, I guess, when I finally made the journal, it was because this practice made me feel empowered. And I'm just going to keep saying you don't have to buy my journal. You can't buy my journal right now because they're sold out. You don't have to buy the journal. Do this in any notebook you have. A daily gratitude practice. Write down your goals as if they have already happened. Ask yourself what is the one thing that you are going to focus on first and then go do that thing. Go create a results list, not a to-do list. What are the results that I want this week? That's the basics of this journal. But I made it because the problem I'm trying to solve is tools that you could do at home that you're like, I freaking got this. I freaking got this. So for me, gratitude makes me feel grounded, makes me feel like God has my back, makes me feel like the universe is looking out for me. Gratitude does that for me. Writing down my goals, like physically writing down my goals, it that does that for me, it makes me feel empowered. Choosing the one I'm gonna focus on first, that focus makes me feel empowered and in control. I know where I'm going, right? Having my list with me, being able to make notes, all of these things, like 
This makes me feel empowered. If you took on the challenge of solving the problem, how do I help women to feel more empowered? And by the way, I hope you do. We need as many people as possible working on this. If you took it on, well, you'd approach it in a different way. You'd do something different there. But for me, this was the product that helped me do that. But when we first put Start Today journals out, oh my gosh. I mean, everyone, hashtag Journalgate. Don't ever forget. First, it was like, okay, well, the thing we need to refine is our shipping process. We have utterly failed at that. Like, we figured out how to make a journal, but we've utterly failed at a shipping process. Then it was like, we don't have a customer service team. We have no way to, like, help these people get the things that they need or hear how it's going. So we had to figure out the customer service team. Okay, now we need to refine the actual product. The number one thing that you guys told us, and this is like 2018, this is a while ago, people were like, the journal needs a ribbon. The journal needs a ribbon. The journal, we need a ribbon. We need a ribbon. The journal has to have a ribbon. And I remember my team kept coming to me. They're like, people really want a ribbon in the journal. And I was like, I don't, can't they just stick like a piece of paper or a, a, a photo or can't they just like do a thing? But you kept saying, you kept saying, and I'm like, all right, the people have spoken. They want a ribbon. We're going to do a ribbon. But there have been so many things over the years where the audience will talk about the issue. And when I was earlier in my career, this is the one you guys got to listen to because like I feel like a bunch of you are going to get this. When I was earlier in my career, I would listen to the audience tell me how to fix the problem. The problem was that 50 different people would have 50 different ways they wanted the problem fixed. And I didn't understand. I was like, oh, I got to please everyone. I got to do everything the customers are asking me to. This YouTube video I was watching, the guy was like, customers will always have an answer for how they want it fixed, but rarely are they willing to pay for the solution they've just asked you to implement. So as a business owner, you will often implement something and be like, okay, well, in order to have this, I now have to charge more money. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not paying more money. And you're like, wait, no, you told me you wanted it as an app. Oh, yeah, no, I want it as an app, but I don't actually want to have to pay for that. I'm just telling you what I would like, right? So I loved his advice that you have to listen to the customer about the problem, but not listen to them about the solution. Refinement comes in you being obsessed with how do you make it better? How do you make each part of this thing better? And even with our new journal, there are things that I'm already like, oh, I want to tweak that a little bit. Like this journal doesn't have one ribbon. It has two because there's two different sections of it. I feel like these ribbons are a little long. So the next time around, I'd like to trim them by a smidgen. And the printer was like, by how much? I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you think that this is, this is for me right? These are the things that I think will make the product better. And I think a lot of people will stick with, well, it's good enough, right? It's good enough. I have some customers. I have some clients. It's good enough as it is. I already feel overwhelmed. I don't want to have to try and fix this or make this thing better. But don't you get that someone else is coming up behind you? Don't you get that someone who's got more energy, who's hungrier, who's watched more, who's consumed more, don't you understand that if you 
aren't thinking about how your business might go out of business, you run the risk that it will. You got to care. You got to be passionate about what it is that you're doing. And when you lose the passion, that's when things start to fall off the tracks. I think that more businesses are lost because of burnout, because of a lack of passion, than a lack of opportunity or a lack of resources. Remember in the first episode, I talked about how important your psychology is. The psychology is that you have to be obsessed with your customer. Obsessed. How do you make this better? How do we do this? How do we explain this in a better way, right? So when I talk about this idea of refining, what I would challenge you to do is there are 12 months in this year, I would challenge you to pick 12 different pillars, 12 different areas of your business. And it could be as granular as Pinterest marketing. We're gonna be obsessed with Pinterest marketing in the month of March, I'm making it up. And for the month of March, really focus in on learning as much as you can, tweaking as much as you can, refining as much as you can with your company's efforts in that area. Maybe in the month of April, it's, email marketing, or it's product design, or it's customer experience. But for every month of this year, have a refinement theme. We're going to refine this thing in the month of September and see what happens. It's a way that you step back out of the business, stop working in it, and work on it. And you make things a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And just so we're clear, a little bit better doesn't mean you spend more money. A little bit better might mean that you realize you're spending too much in certain areas or you can let go of freelancers or you can do things in a smarter way. I mean, God, I hope you guys are paying attention to AI. I'm not about to be that YouTube bro who's like, AI is going to change your business. I wrote 27 books in 15 minutes and made a million dollars. No, but AI is bananas, bananas what you can do with AI. I was on Canva today. I had time. I needed to do an interview for my kid's school and I was waiting for that to happen and I had like 15 minutes. So I went onto Canva. I have Canva as an, like on my phone and I was just messing around. Like I just was curious. I was like, oh, I want to do a just sort of see what was there. Cause I kept seeing every time I went on Canva, it's like they have an AI thing. And I was like, what does the AI do on Canva? You guys, AI at first really scared me. And now I'm like, all right, robots, you may take over and I have no control over that. But until then I'm going to get help with my marketing efforts. I, it prompted me. It said, upload at least three pictures. And so I literally just uploaded like the first three pictures in my camera roll. And it said, what are you trying to promote? And I wrote, I was like, let's just see how this would work for start today. And I wrote a journal for my journal business. <laughs> like it was really basic. And then 40 seconds later, not even, it had made a reel, like a video using those pictures. And each reel was like, you're going to love our journal. Here's why. And it just said things that were like kind of what you would find in any journal. But I was like, holy crap. Holy crap. Now I have, and I love you all. 
This is not whatever. I have so many editors who work with me on the show, specifically video editors. I love them all. This is not, there's no, like, we're here for, we're in it, you and me. But I've been in media for 15 years. So there's a certain level and energy that I want to bring to the production of anything we do. But if I was just starting out and I could not afford the army of freelance editors, both audio and visual that work with me on this show, you better believe I'd be up in Canva's AI or up in, I'm sure there's a bunch of them at this point, getting help creating the videos for the product I'm trying to sell. Maybe you spend a month and your refining is you learning how to work with AI. Maybe you spend a month and you take an online course, but I challenge you to not keep pushing for new and bigger and better and more products and more customers and more this and more that. Stop trying to add more. Start trying to make what you already have better which by the way, is just freaking good life advice. Also, that statement, but for life. Stop trying to add more. Just take what you've got, which is awesome, and see how you make it better. Refinement. Two more things I wanna say on that because I wrote it down and I think it's good. When you talk about refinement, when you're looking at each month and what your theme is gonna be, ask yourself, how can I Make it better or explain it better. Make it better or explain it better. This is specifically for marketing services, products, your business, your Airbnb, whatever. Either it doesn't work because it sucks. <laughs> it sucks and you need to make it better. Or it doesn't work because you are not explaining what it actually is. Most of my career has been spent inside of educational marketing. That's not even a term I knew when I started. But educational marketing is any time that you are introducing an idea or a product or a service that your ideal customer is not familiar with. When I first started doing this work, do you know how many moms, like working moms, working women, young college students had gone down a personal development route, nobody knew what I was talking about. The first RISE conference, literally nobody knew. And this is so funny. This just popped into my mind. I remember at the first RISE conference in Austin, Texas, the whole thing was about personal development for women. That very first day, you could feel it in the room. It was so magic. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was going to be something special. And it was the lunch break. We had this whole morning about changing your life, making it better, whatever. And I remember I was walking from the place we were in like to go have lunch and we walked out and there were like 10 women out of 120 who were right out front of the Hyatt where we were doing this conference, just chain smoking, just lighting one cigarette. Like they'd been in this conference all morning. They hadn't been able to have a cigarette break and they're out there just like, having cigarettes and I remember walking by them and I was like that emoji where like the eyes are so big because I was like oh my god like they don't get this at all <laughs> like we're talking about how to make yourself better which starts at a foundation of health and bless their hearts I'm so glad they're here but 
I knew looking at them, they're like, hey, Rach, how are you? They weren't even like trying to hide it. And I thought, oh God, we have so far to go. They don't even understand that taking care of themselves and bettering their life is immediately destroyed by chain smoking cigarettes. So I tell you that story to emphasize the idea that so much of what I do has always been about explaining to people who aren't as familiar why this thing matters, why this thing will work, why should you care about your health, why should you go to therapy, why should you drink water, why should you move your body, why should you do this thing, why does a conference work, why does you getting to go on a vacation by yourself if you can afford it, like why does that matter? I have to educate. If I was just the owner of a burger stand, I don't need to educate the population on why burgers and fries. I just need to make really good burgers and fries and have a really good customer experience. Some of you have a great product, have a great service, but the audience doesn't understand why it is for them. So your marketing is not about selling. Your marketing should be about explaining to them why that matters. But if you just have your head down doing the work, you are never going to take that step back to see what's really going on. So refinement to me is asking yourself, do I need to make this thing better or do I need to explain this thing better? Something to consider. All right, my loves, my beautiful humans, we're on to the last one, to the fifth thing that will make or break your business this year. And more than any other, this will also make or break your life, really. Consistency. Consistency is key. You've heard me say it. I hope you will continue to hear me say it because it is real. I told you at the start of this, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I am nowhere near the smartest. I am nowhere near the most connected. I am not the most talented. I am tenacious as hell. I keep going. In every area of my work, I can see that again and again and again. I can see people that I started with as a keynote speaker who were smarter than me, more talented. They had cooler stories, and I haven't heard of them in years. I've seen people who are authors who had really cool perspectives and really cool insights to share and they had one book or two books and those books didn't work or they didn't get the attention or the accolades or they didn't make the New York Times list and they gave up. I have seen so many businesses, people way smarter than me, people with way cooler products who I'm like, what happened to what happened to them? And when I look it up and when I do some research, I, I think of those of you who were with me back in the blogging days or those of you who loved blogs in 2008, 2009, 2010, when blogging was like really a thing. Think of some of the bloggers that were like the biggest deal in the world. You know who they are. If you watched blogs, if you read blogs, if you followed those girls, like you know I, all the time I'm like, what happened to fashion bloggers? There were so many fashion bloggers I loved who just disappeared. Consistency is the freaking key. It's showing up every day and doing the little boring things that most people won't do. Jim Rohn, I think, or Stephen Covey. 
one of those guys, said that the stuff that'll change your life is easy to do. The problem is that it's also easy not to do. In your business, the stuff that will make the difference this year, the stuff that will ensure that you're around five or 10 years in the future, the stuff that will guarantee you take the vacation of your dreams you want to take in 2024, that stuff is the boring stuff. It's calling another customer. It's keeping your word. It's sending out another pitch deck. It's asking if they want to buy a muffin. It's taking care of your mental health. It's getting your workout in because you know that if you get that workout in, you're going to be in a better mood during the day. You're going to be a better leader, better mama, better all the things. Consistency again and again and again. Over 20 years, I started, I am on Tuesday, I will be 41 years old. I started my first business when I was 20. So 21 years, I have had a business. I have made a living, earned money for my family, doing this thing over and over and over. And now with social media, there's this place to show off what you're doing. There's this whole glamorized aesthetic of what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. Back in the day, I actually think that we had an advantage in that there was nowhere to like show off because now I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs who are just showing off but not actually making any money in any kind of business consistency. Whatever it is you're taking on, consistency. You're like, oh, things aren't working. Like, you know, last summer they were going so well and now it's like, it's not working. Okay, Sarah, what were you doing last summer that you're not doing now? It's probably the boring stuff, right? It's the things that you don't really like to do, but they freaking work. Consistency, consistency, consistency. I'm going to like have shirts made that is like, make consistency sexy or like consistency is sexy. I don't know. It's a working title. I'm not sure what it is, but it's the freaking key. Can we get fired up about it? It's not sexy. It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's not something you need to take a course on. It's the stuff you know you should be doing and you are not doing. That's the thing. If you just did the stuff you know you should be doing, but you're not, if you just did that, do it for 90 days. Watch what happens. Watch how your life changes. When you just do the things that you should be doing every day, over and over and over. Do it without telling anybody. Do it with no one watching. Don't put it on social. Don't talk about it. Just do it. Just do the things again and again. because. The entrepreneur game is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the people who can survive the marathon or the ultra marathon is more accurate are the ones who have the endurance to hold it up. And the endurance comes through repetition, consistency. It's not a magic bullet. It's the only answer. Stop looking for the quick fix. Stop looking for the cure-all. Stop looking. Stop buying people's courses who tell you they're going to quadruple your money in the whatever. Stop investing in things that you don't really know what it is. Stop. Just do the stuff you know you should be doing. Do it. Damn it. Let's go do big things this year. Right? Me and you. Let's do some big stuff. 
Let's take care of our people. Let's grow this business. Let's positively affect our community. Let's practice self-care. Let's pour into ourselves so we have the energy to take care of other people. But let's take this business to the place we know it can be. Let's take ourselves to the place we know we can get to. I'm glad that you hung out with me today. If this episode was helpful to you, would you please, please, please send it to a friend who is a business owner, a a friend who is an entrepreneur. I know we like the ladies, but boys can be in this mix too. Send it to Chad. Send it to your brother, Chad. He's an entrepreneur too. Send it to him. Be like, listen to this chick. She's got ideas. Send it to the leaders on your team and you guys can talk about how you can implement some of these things this year. But this podcast will always be available to you guys absolutely free. And the only thing we ask in return is, would you help our team by sending it out into the world? I will be back soon with more information, more conversation. Until then, as always, I love you guys and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.